0: Hey everyone, Christy McClellan here, and I want to invite you to a brand new event from Lifeway Women called Feast. At this event, you'll be invited to feast on God's Word by studying the Bible in its historical, cultural context. We're going to get to know the Bible in its world, in its native habitat, text, and context. You'll experience teaching worship led by my 25-year friend, Laura Cooksey, and fellowship with other women around the world. Come and learn with me that the living God is better than we ever knew. Visit com slash feast to learn more. LifeWay Women events
1: are gospel-centered, worship-filled, high-energy experiences for women of all ages. Whether you're in the room or joining us virtually from around the world via simulcast, at LifeWay Women events, you'll dive into the Bible with teachers like Priscilla Shirer, Lisa Turkers, Jackie Hill Perry, Lisa Harper, Jen Wilkin, and more. Learn how to study scripture for yourself, laugh with friends, and leave invigorated to follow God's calling in your life. Find a city near you or learn about our digital events at lifeway.com forward slash women's events. Hello and welcome to the Mark podcast. I am... One of your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman, and I am here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Elizabeth. It's good to be back in the studio. And we have one of my favorite friends. I know. I know. We love when we get to talk with like, I mean, most of the people I would say we... Yeah, no we do yeah. yeah for the most part yeah but uh julie has definitely been somebody that's yeah. been in ministry with us for years and years and we love seeing her every time we have an event at her church but we're going to let her tell you about herself so julie this is julie woodruff i don't know if i said really? her last name yeah. <laughs> but julie tell us about
2: yourself and your ministry and your family Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me on. I uh, am women's minister and groups minister at Long Hollow Baptist Church in Hendersonville, Tennessee, and have just celebrated my 15th year on staff here. And uh, yeah, so I've been here a while. But prior to that, uh, my husband has been a pastor and he pastored in Texas. We were there at a church for 13 years before we moved to Nashville. And so I've been in ministry a long time. Uh, I have, I, I said I was married to Sid and I have two children Jordan and Lauren and they're both married and the most important thing to know is that I have six grandchildren
0: <laughs> love it hey, have, <laughs> have I told you I'm going to be a grandmother Julie
2: I did hear that you Kelly hear that. I'm so excited it's and the best life ever I know and you, so you're Jojo right Juju Ju-G, yeah 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 okay and just just to let you know about those grandchildren, my daughter has five of them and they're five boys and their ages are seven, six, five, four, and the baby will be three in October. Wow! And then my son has our only granddaughter and she'll be two in October. So they have back-to-back birthdays.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's, That's so a fun. lot of, at the same age, but I bet they
0: have a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> it's lots of fun. And I love seeing pictures lively. of all
0: those little boys. It's like It just makes me smile every time. I'm sure your daughter's just like, I'm worn out.
2: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) But it's fun. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, Julie, the first time I think that I heard your name... I was in Oklahoma, and you had actually written a leader guide for one of LifeWay's Women's Bible Studies, and you were doing a Minister's Wives event in in Oklahoma. So you have been in ministry um, for several years, and you've done several different things and played different roles. But one of the things that we kind of wanted to talk to you about today is that we know you've had a lot of success in hosting events. And a lot of our listeners, because just events have really morphed over the last year and things have changed, Uh um, we want to just... kind of, you know, maybe maybe you could share a few things that you've learned throughout the years before COVID, you know, during COVID, maybe after, but just what are some things you can encourage others when they're planning an event?
2: Yeah, I'd love to talk about that for just a minute. I um I believe in events because I believe uh, that women like to gather together and have uh, specific things just for them. I have never been one to think that an event was the... um foundation for a ministry because I've always said, you know, when life falls apart, women... Typically, are not going to remember that the best event that they ever attended, but what they're going to remember are truths uh, that they learned from God's word. But I love to host events because I think when women uh, come together, there's just a a dynamic in the room that you you don't have uh, when you have you know both men and women, and so you can do specific things and say uh, specific things just to those women. So um, I I love hosting events, and we've been doing them for several years here at Long Hollow, and that has tapered off. At one time, we had two uh, or one big event a year, and then we would have uh, several smaller. Now, we've just gone more to um, every what am I quarter. quarter is what I'm looking for. We've gone to every quarter hosting um what we call rhythms and it's an it's a women's gathering on um Sunday evenings that women come to and typically it is filled with worship and um the word, and then some type of fellowship at the end. So one of the things that we always begin with when we're planning an event is obviously prayer, because I want that to saturate what we do. I know that's an understood thing, you would think, but how often do we jump into planning things and we go with our plans rather than, first of all, seeking the Lord. So um, prayer is huge uh, in, in praying and asking God just to give us wisdom and Uh, as we plan. And then I love to put a team together uh, uh, to collaborate with one another. And we typically get uh, someone from our worship team. We get someone from our um, children's team and our student Girls' team to come in and just together we talk about and pray through direction for our events, and then we pull in a team of women uh, to help us pull that off. So um, we love to to just brainstorm and throw a lot of ideas up on a whiteboard and talk through it. We start uh, we try to start with a scripture in mind, and many times what I do is I just ask everybody to kind of share what God's been saying to them, and we kind of see if a theme. Develops from that, and sure enough, God has been faithful as we have prayed and we have collaborated together um, to give us that theme and the direction that we want to go for. Can I ask you a quick
0: question about the teams uh and stuff, Julie? I was going to do the same thing. Okay, sorry, Elizabeth. (laughs) You're fine. I was just thinking, like, is so the team that you do for an event is it different than like your leadership team? Do you have like two different teams, and, and how do you find women for that? Yeah. Yeah,
2: I have a women's ministry servant team that uh we meet together once a month and they um they speak into the things that we do with women. When it comes to planning an event, we have some of those women that are a, a kind of a sub group that help us carry out um the event and we bring ideas to them and let them speak into that. And the, as far as planning the event for that night, we use the teams that we have here at Long Hollow. Like I said, just a moment ago to help us pull that off because they're the ones who do the, um, you know, the worship and those kinds of things. So yeah, there are two different teams probably that we use and um, we, we like to use volunteers, uh, You know, we we recruit volunteers heavily when we try to pull off an event as well. Um, Another thing I would say as we think about planning, um, always consider all ages in your planning and have all ages of women speak into it. On our servant team, we have different age women, different backgrounds, and, and all of that helps provide an overall picture of what are the needs of women and what can we do to minister to them effectively. And I think it's important to consider that because we can plan the best event in the world, but if it doesn't reach people or it's not uh, across the board for all ages, then um, then why are we doing it? So, you, so when we plan, we plan with our audience in mind. And oftentimes, you know, we think, okay, we want to do something that's evangelistic for so that women can bring their friends Um, and and there are other times that we do it more just for for long hollow women who are here and that that would probably um you know speak our language and those kinds of things so uh the events don't always look the same but the things that go into planning the event always do look the same Um, So I think that um, as we think events, the event, your ministry is not built around the event, but the event helps uh, your ministry expand and broaden uh, to, to women.
1: I love that. And I love that you mentioned having women of different ages and different, you know, Seasons of life and all of that, because I think that's something that's really important and something that I've seen you do really well in the events that I've gotten to participate in. Um, because I feel like a lot of times I know people in my generation and probably younger <laughs> generation do, um, think of women's ministry as like our mom's thing, yes. Um, and yeah. so I think it is really important to have, like, I remember still, like, even still, I've gotten a little bit better about it, but I still am like. Oh, I work in women's ministry. (laughs) Like, just because it's it's not something that I have thought that I belonged in, even though I am a woman, like, definitely. And so, um, can you talk a little bit about how you go about recruiting different women from different seasons and stages and um, ages? (laughs)
2: Yeah, I, I, obviously through relationships, Elizabeth, you know, I've been here so long now for me that that I know a lot of women and I know their giftedness and that sort of thing. So it, it may be easier, but someone who is new, maybe in their position or is looking, you know, uh, just a year or so down the, ro- the road, I always encourage to look for women who are committed. You watch them week in and week out and they are there and they are on. And, um, and then we, we, um, As we as I've already said, we have volunteers at each of our events. And so we watch those women who are the ones to always volunteer and they're always there and they're always faithful. And um, so we pull from those people as well.
1: That's great. I feel like that's very helpful because I think a lot mm-hmm. of times we hear from women's ministry leaders who are just saying, we don't know how to get people that are younger. And and that's I do perfect. think for you, I've seen that in your life um, as we've worked together, just how you form relationships with you know college students mm-hmm. and um, others who have gone. I mean, I think Gretchen has talked about your leadership and we've had people on the podcast before that are like oh yeah Julie Woodruff you know so I feel yeah, like you're yeah. you're a legend for creating those relationships and it is um, as easy and complicated as that is you know um, yeah. it sounds simple but I know that that is a
0: lot of hard work so thank you for serving as such a great example of that yeah and well, you've included you like you know when you use your girls' ministry leadership and things yeah. like that, because they have natural relationships mm-hmm. with younger women, and so you kind of leverage that. Like, hey, you know, like when you're when you're part of this leadership, then you see a value and you see input, and um, you just get to be part of this. And I think that draws them too. And yeah. and I think handing off things to younger people mm-hmm. and not just saying, hey, I want younger people on my team, but I'm going to tell them how to do it. It's right. like, no, yes. let them think fig- Like <laughs> yeah. they have some things that you don't have and and recognizing that uh, that's sure helpful yes
2: that's so true kelly and and i would say a listening ear is the most important Mm -hmm. because when we get together in those collaborative teams i may have an idea in my Head, but I always am listening because I think that they add such value to to what we're trying to do that I want us at the end of the, at the end of the meeting to come together and go. This was our idea, yeah. um, not not just mine.
0: Mm. I yeah. love that. And even like, I don't know, I, I just think they probably are more in tune with what's maybe in style or maybe mm-hmm. graphic design. They see things or they follow different people. And so I love it when a younger person like I definitely I don't want to I don't want to design the T-shirt. I don't <laughs> want to plan the T-shirt because yeah. I they know what's popular. And That's I'm just cool. like, OK, I didn't know that. And yeah. so I, I can depend on those younger women to do some things that. I'm I'm just glad that they are more in tune with that.
2: Yeah, and I think Elizabeth too. As I, as you were talking just a moment ago, the the not feeling like they are a part of women's ministry. I um, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and and I don't want it to look like their mothers' women women's ministry. I want us I want us to move forward. I want to I want us to think in the future rather than thinking in the past, so that we're um, we're moving with culture and we're not. not that that we what we do is popular in culture but what we're doing is we understand that we've got to um, we've got to minister to and and be effective uh, in bringing in those younger women to be a part of it and even with worship with worship styles too yeah I I, yeah.
0: I mean I'm not going to say what event I was at a few weeks ago, but I was at something and it was a lot of older women the music was um They thought it was very relevant to today, but in my mind, I'm thinking, no, this is about 20 years ago, and (laughs) I thought, no, and they're sitting there going, we don't understand why younger women aren't coming, and (laughs) you just, I mean, sometimes worship is a big part of that, and older women, we have to set our preferences aside, don't you think, Uh Julie, sometimes to go, hey, I'm going to set my preference aside so that I can so that i can be that this event's going to be attractive to a younger woman.
2: Absolutely. And I, and that's the value of having different ages on that planning team because when when they buy into it, then they're going to invite their friends and that's the that's the best marketing you can do is women inviting women and we've been so blessed to just see a wide spectrum of ages at all of our events. they're always you know just across the board age-wise which i love
0: yeah okay i'm totally off script here for a second but when you've said something about this i do want to ask you the question how do you do follow-up with the women who come Mm -hmm. like do you um kind of gather that information is there some natural things that you can do to just say you know these were guests and i just want to make sure that we've connected to them How how do you do that
2: yeah, that's a great question and one that we <laughs> are, are always trying to refine that process because um, uh, our events can be rather large and overwhelming and daunting when we think, uh, you know, how are we going to do that follow-up? But we always try to get capture their email addresses uh, some way and the day after email them to say thanks for coming, that sort of thing. Another thing we do for guests is that we have at all of our doors, we have what we call first time guest a table there for them, when they walk in the door, we have women there to greet who, if they walk through the door by themselves, we try to hook them up. We, we have a team of women who are there with their cell phones ready, and, and we'll send them a text to say, okay, we've got someone here. Will you come meet her? She comes and meets the new woman, and uh, she's with her for that night so that this new person has a buddy, you know, that that they come in by themselves, and so we use those uh those people, then, to also follow up with a person that that they uh, are with at that particular event.
1: I love that because it's always um I think the worst part about going to any sort of church event as a single person is having yes. someone to sit with. and exactly. so I have definitely I've seen churches do that well, even on Sunday mornings, where they'll follow mm-hmm. up and they have, you know, a specific person for a certain demographic, like, uh the church I'm thinking of, I was a young, single professional, and they had another young, single professional yeah. contact me and be like, hey, I'm going to stand here outside the church on this day. If you come, you are welcome to sit with us. And she was just like, this is my name. This is, you know, and That's that awesome. was excellent. And so that was um, just a great way to do that. And I think in events that is easily adaptable to events. Um, I love how you're just like ready with their cell phones in hand, mm-hmm. ready to greet people. Wow.
2: So, yeah. yeah, and Elizabeth, thanks for mentioning that about single women because that that is important to have someone who's single on your servant team mm-hmm. as well. I, I meant to say that while ago and forgot to, but but that we want to make sure that that we are thinking about those who are coming who may be single and how does it look different um, as well.
1: Yeah, for sure, and I think. You know, that's not to say that you can never have an event for mothers specifically or an event for married women specifically. But I do think it is important to keep in mind for your general events. And it's kind of like Kelly was saying with the other churches, like if if your goal is to like you said, kind of nurture and fellowship with the people that are already part of your church, that event may look different than an event where your goal is evangelism. And same with like stages of life. So if you have an event that is for mothers and you've advertised it for mothers, then your people that don't have children are not going to sign up for that. And that's totally fine. You just need to know like, hey, this is what this is for. So we also need to have an event for people that are not
0: mothers or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you've done, I mean, I know you did for years, Julie, you did The Gift, which was mm-hmm. for single mothers. Right. And right. sometimes that demographic can't come to regular events mm-hmm. because maybe they don't have childcare. Maybe they're just worn out and they're right. like, I just don't have <laughs> time to go to an event. But you yeah. really specifically ministered to a demographic of women that I think our churches often overlook.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say this, uh, you made me think of something uh, you know, always the issue for an event is um, child care. Yeah. And um, I, I'm just gonna talk about that for just a second mm-hmm. because one of the things we no longer provide, child care the night of an event we did for forever but then it just got difficult and what we realized was that our child care workers if if they're involved on Sunday morning typically they don't get to to mm-hmm. worship and to be a part of women's gatherings so we we did away with um, you know child care at the event but in in the case that there's a single mom that maybe can't come because she can't pay for a babysitter. We help do that and then even voucher sometimes uh, for her childcare so that she can be a part of the event.
1: That's a great idea
2: Yeah,
1: um, to provide a solution for that. Mm-hmm. OK, we're going to pivot a little bit because yeah. um, right? events this year have been more, yes. well, year and a half have been a little mm-hmm. bit more challenging with COVID. So what has the Lord taught you about connecting with women even when you can't host a live event?
2: A lot. <laughs> I, I will say, you know, I I went in. Our, our church actually was doing some online stuff pre-COVID, which we just see now as God was setting us up mm-hmm. to walk through COVID. And so we we had done some uh, experimenting with online audiences for our events, but I was always hesitant to announce that they could. Be a part of an event rather than coming to the building because I thought, well, everybody will just choose to stay home and watch it <laughs> online and that we we'll want everybody here. And so I would, I would drag my heels on that. Well, then enter COVID. And um, we had an event planned for last summer. And of course, we were you know, went back and forth. Do we do it? Do we not do it? Did we do some in the room? Do we do some, you know, the whole thing online? And um, what eventually happened was our speaker that was scheduled was out of Dallas and she, COVID kind of took a spike. And so she said, listen, I just don't feel good about traveling. And so we had to pivot because we really felt like God had led us to her for that particular event. So we um, then made the entire thing online. And uh, so we had to think outside of our box, which was excellent, because as we did it, we then realized, you know what? God can speak through that computer screen, too. And um, so we did things like uh, make a watch. We, we encouraged watch parties so that there were smaller groups meeting. And we did a box and we put, you know, different things that were pertained to the event. And we got we we had a day set up where that those who were hosting those could come by and pick it up. And we would give them to them in their cars and we would pray over them. And then they would go. Home and we listen, we had everything in the book as far as the watch party goes. People decorated their homes, you know, it's so fun. And what we found because we've done two now we did that one that was online only, and then in this year in February, I think we did one which was both. And what we found is it did not affect. The room and the people in the room, but we were able to reach a much larger uh, demographic once we put it online and gave that option and we publicized it as you can come or you can watch it online. And God blew us away with what he did um, with people attending it.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I watched part of what you did last summer because i was learning too i mean we were all in this kind of mode of okay how are we going to do events and so i definitely learned from you julie and i watched what you were doing and you know just because we have our women's leadership forum at long hollow it was so good for me to be able to see how you were doing things streaming and how you interacted with different homes and the the things that you gave them so I I really did benefit a lot. And how many would you say even participated? Do you have an
2: idea? Uh... uh I- well over a 1,000, I would say 1,500 or so, between wow. 1,500 and 2,000 probably, which um, was way larger than anything, you know, we have, we have had in the past that kind of crowd here, but it, it had been a while. So it was exciting to see that we were able to reach a much broader uh, group of women doing it that way.
0: So do you think you'll continue to do kind of that hybrid model?
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. And, and what I found in it was it was really fun. We really loved that we were able to do it. And so we've got online hosts specifically for, um, you know, those who are watching online. We have a prayer team um, that we added this last event so that if they, you know, it kind of mirrors what we do on Sunday morning. We used all of that um, for the event that night as well.
1: Yeah, and I think that's something that we even learned with our online Bible studies that Mm -hmm. we hosted. I mean, we still host them, but when we started, we were wondering, is this going to take away from women having in-person Bible studies? And what we found is similar to what you found, where it actually just encourages them to— do it together, um, because we would have leaders that would come on and do it. But we also had a lot of people who said to us, I can never go to my church's Bible study because of various things, like either they were working when their church had Bible study or they were homebound because of illness or like we had a lot of brand new moms who Mm -hmm. were just like, I have a newborn. I can't go anywhere right now. So um, I think it's similar. Like, it's just one of those things where we're all forced to do this, but we are discovering a lot of good things that have come out of it and, and ways to minister to people who were not, who were previously unreached because they could not come to our events. So that's Absolutely. encouraging to hear on the
2: I local totally church agree. level too. Yeah, it's, it really has become exciting. Now, what I found, you know, dragging my heels on, it's like, Oh wow, God, forgive me because I'm, I may have been closed off to that prior to having had, having to look at it differently, but it, it, uh, you know, technology, God uses that in a great way. For
0: so sure. True. Well, Julie, I know your position at Long Hollow has changed in the last year, and mm-hmm. you're kind of leading the group ministry. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about how that's going and What are you learning in this new season of leadership?
2: Well, um, Kelly, I'll tell you, you know, I've done women's ministry for so long that this really has given me some fresh wind in my uh, it It's not totally different from what I did in women's ministry because we had, you know, groups in women's ministry for Bible study and those kinds of things. And so this is just on a broader church-wide basis now, which is is fun. I get to work with a great team, um, serve with them. And so that's been fun, having several people on my team to, to do ministry alongside. And uh, I, I am a huge proponent of discipleship, so that has always been my heart, even in women's ministry. And so this just gives me the opportunity to do it uh, from a church-wide perspective. Perspective. So I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And I feel like there are new challenges and i um, getting an opportunity to, to do some new things. And it's been fun.
1: That does sound fun. And it sounds like it's right up your alley. Like God has prepared you definitely for those things. Um, one I'm thing that cool. we also want to talk to you about is your podcast. So you have a podcast. So what are some of the things? Yeah. Tell us about it and what, what do you all discuss on it?
2: Well, uh, Candy Gallaty, our pastor's wife, and I do a podcast called "Disciple Her," and we uh, discuss different things about women in leadership. We talk about uh, you know yourself and how to to keep yourself spiritually uh, prepared and ready. We we talk about things that are going on in our lives, and uh, we are uh, talking. We're launching a new uh, segment of those soon about. Meant being a pastor's wife. So we're real excited about it. And uh, we've just been doing it for several months. So it's not, it's not, it's a little new uh, to us, but it's been fun.
1: That does sound fun. We'll have to listen to that. And for sure, um, we'll put a link to it in the show notes because we know a lot of our audience will definitely want to hear more about that, especially the Mm -hmm. pastor's wife thing. I think we get a lot of feedback whenever we do anything that discusses that. So we will
2: definitely
0: put a link in the show notes to your podcast
2: thank you
0: yeah absolutely awesome. well julie we're at the time of the podcast that we always ask a question of our of our um guest and it is what has marked you in your walk with christ so tell us a little bit about that
2: well it took me no time to think about that mm-hmm. because um it would definitely be getting into god's word mm-hmm. <laughs> um years ago when uh, you know i've been a believer for a long long time and at 31 i just was like uh God, there's got to be more to this than I'm experiencing. And the key to it was me getting into God's word. And our pastor likes to say, get into God's word, into God's word gets into you. And for me, that has been the thing that has marked me most as I have um, uh, gotten into his word and grown to love it. The psalmist said, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I um, as I have studied His Word, and just uh, it's just a joy for me. That's what I love more than anything. And I love to see that uh, light bulb go off in women's heads as they get into the Word. And now that I get to do it with groups, it's just all the more fun um, to be able to, to help people get into God's Word.
0: Well, thank you so much, Julie. Yes. This yeah. was such thank a good you episode. It's fun to be
2: with you.
0: Yeah, we, we love we could just talk about, you know, women's ministry and events mm-hmm. and all the things we, because you really are someone that we look to and we model things after and just so appreciate your leadership at Long Hollow and we appreciate your church as well um, because they have hosted events for Lifeway for a long time
2: and y'all are such gracious hosts to let us come and do those there. Y'all are very kind. We love partnering with you and, and it's just always fun. Um, I feel like we're one big family. Uh, we've been doing this so long together <laughs> and we, uh, it's just, a, it's great to have that partnership. It is.
0: For it sure. really is. Well, thanks again, Julie, and thanks, we will y'all. put some things in the show notes for our listeners. And we hope to see you back here next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D King and at Ed Heineman. Use the hashtag #MarkedPodcast podcast to connect with us. You can also find
1: LifeWay Women on all social media channels at LifeWay Women. All of today's show notes will be
0: posted at LifeWayWomen.com podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.